With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, forward, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to this Let's Ride podcast. It's Monday morning. It's great to be here with you on this Monday morning. It's great that you are starting your week off with me. I'm Jeff Hartman, the host of Let's Ride, this Monday, Wednesday, Friday podcast. But I got to be honest, it's also kind of depressing. I talked about this last week. My Monday shows normally aren't till noon. During the season, we run our post-game podcast early in the morning and then my show is kicking things off in, in the uh, p.m. hour of, of noon. There was no Steelers game this weekend. That's just fact, folks. I mean, that's the sad, sad truth that the Pittsburgh Steelers 2020 season, although at one time it looked very, very promising, is over. And now us football fans are stuck dealing with either news about the Steelers or talking about the other NFL playoff action. I'm going to give you my thoughts on the NFL divisional round in the second half of this podcast, and especially talk about two former Steelers. And I know you know exactly who I'm talking about. I'm going to be talking about them a little bit in particular. So make sure you don't go anywhere. Stay with us the whole 30 minutes, because that's what we do here on Let's Ride. And remember, we are a part of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, which is SB Nation's Pittsburgh Steelers website. Check that out for your one-stop shop. For all things Pittsburgh Steelers, and obviously wherever you get your podcasts, you can find our channel, search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. Subscribe, follow, do whatever you have to do because you don't want to miss shows like the live mic on Tuesday morning, the Steelers Stat Geek on Thursday morning, all of our PM content, which is also live on YouTube, 
things like the Touchdown Under podcast with the two Aussie blokes. They have uh, we have the Steelers Hangover, which is now the Steelers Q and A. We have uh, the Know Your Enemy show, the Steelers Preview, which I'm a part of. All those also on our audio platform. And lastly, if you want to follow us on YouTube, go to youtube.com and search BTSC Steelers Radio and subscribe. Subscribe. Those are it's a great community there. All right, so let's talk about this show, this Monday morning show. The headline, title, and this is great. The Steelers offseason just got a lot more complicated this weekend. All right, and you all should know exactly what I'm talking about because in my opinion, if you're listening to this podcast, in January, on January 18th, Monday, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, in the Steelers season's over, you're probably a diehard fan, and you're going to be listening the entire offseason uh, whether it's news with free agency, the upcoming NFL draft, uh, leading up into, you know, but that's when you start talking about mini camps, OTAs, uh, and then training camp. And then we're getting ready to kick this whole thing off again. You're a diehard fan. You know exactly what I'm talking about. There were two reports. Both of these happened on Saturday. And both of these, in my opinion, have thrown a wrench. Or maybe not a wrench. Maybe that's the wrong way of putting it. They have definitely complicated things this weekend the first was a report which i gotta be honest was very vague and it was very speculative so i took it with a grain of salt uh we have uh, you've heard me reference the behind the steel curtain.com slack channels and everyone that writes for the site and even podcasters are a part of uh some of those channels and our deputy editor michael beck he sent out this link from a michael garofalo of the nfl network reported that There is growing optimism within the Steelers organization that Ben Roethlisberger will be back in 2021. Again, he will be back. And this was, we debated this, to be honest with you, on Slack for probably a few minutes. Do we want to write this? Because there's really nothing that was breaking news. This was nothing that was just, wow, I can't believe that's being reported. We kind of knew this. We kind of knew that Roethlisberger wanted to come back. We kind of knew that Roethlisberger had plenty of financial reasons to come back. But we didn't know if the Steelers were going to want him back. Not after the way the season finished. Not after the way that he finished the season in particular. But let's just, for the sake of today's show and this argument, let's just assume that Ben Roethlisberger is going to return and that the Steelers want him back. So that means that $41 million cap hit will go towards him this season. Now, just so you know, that does not mean he breaks in $41 million. That's just the salary cap hit for the Steelers. I believe he would make something along the lines of 19, but it's because they've pushed all this money back. He's been getting paid. He's been getting deferral payments and like signing bonuses. He's been getting all this money, but that's just what the number is for the Steelers this season. That's a huge number, by the way. If they were to welcome him back, $41 million, whether he sees that in his bank account or whether that's just a number on the salary cap sheet that Omar Khan and the front office has to deal with, that's a gigantic number. And that's a number that when you talk about the unknown that is the 2021 salary cap, when you don't know what that number is and you're looking at that big, fat 41, that is significant. Let's just say that it goes to 175 the salary cap. Now, right now, it's 198 If it goes down to 175, which was the floor, they said it will not go lower than this. If it goes down to 175, just think that 41 million of that 178 will go to one player. Think about that. 
So that does complicate things significantly for the Steelers, but it goes beyond that. And a part of some of the complications with Roethlisberger's return comes down to other news. The other news that broke shortly after the Roethlisberger news, and that was that the Steelers are planning on promoting Matt Canada from quarterback's coach to the offensive coordinator spot. Randy Feetner was let go. He was fired. I'm not going to sugarcoat it and say that they just didn't renew his contract. No, he was fired. If they wanted him, they would have kept him. They didn't. Fired. So Feetner's gone. And then Matt Canada was down in Miami. And he consulted with the Dolphins in 2019 when he was out of football. They bring him in for an interview. I'm not sure what happened in South Beach. Maybe the Steelers called him and said, look, the job's yours. We're going to pay you X amount of money. It's going to be a good spot for you. You just spent 2020 with us. Come back and let's make a difference. I don't know what happened. There's been no reports of what happened. I don't know if he went down to Miami and Miami said, hey, we're going to go in a different direction. Not sure. While it's on the while it's on the tip of my tongue, let me just say that both of these are reports. They are reports. The Pittsburgh Steelers have not officially hired Matt Canada as the offensive coordinator, nor has Ben Roethlisberger or the Steelers come out and publicly said they are definitely coming back and he's definitely going to be back this this season. None of that has happened. Let's keep that. That's remember that. I just don't want to have reiterated over and over and over again. But these are reports. We're going to be talking about these reports. So I don't know if Canada went down to Miami and they said, thanks, but no thanks. We're looking somewhere else. Whatever the reason, if Matt Canada is the new offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers, number one, it makes sense. It makes sense if Roethlisberger's coming back that you bring in Canada or you promote Canada so that Matt Canada, who's spent a year with Roethlisberger, there's some, there's some familiarity there. They know each other. They know the offense that used to be run. And then you have the big questions. And the number one question that I asked, and everyone on Twitter, you know, I I woke up this morning and I went to Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at jhartman underscore P-I-T. And I said, I woke up this morning. I I didn't really know what to think. I'm, I'm not overly excited about the prospect of Ben returning. And I'm not really overly excited with Matt Canada being the offensive coordinator. But they kind of mesh together. Because I like Matt Canada. And I think Matt Canada could be just what the doctor ordered for the Steelers in terms of -of out-of-the-box thinking as an offensive coordinator. But here's the number one concern is, will Ben Roethlisberger be able to adapt? Or will he be willing to adapt? Maybe that's the gold standard question. Because I can understand if Ben Roethlisberger, who will be 39 when the 2021 regular season kicks off, will say, look, hey, I've been doing this a long time. I'm not learning a new offense. Just not doing it. You're, we're either going to run things that I can run or we're going to have issues. I don't think, or maybe I, I hope that wouldn't happen, but at the same time, you have to ask the question, can Ben Roethlisberger adapt to what Matt Canada wants to do? Now, Matt Canada is ridiculously creative as an offensive coordinator. An offensive mind, he has been able to mold his offense around what he has wherever he went. Okay, when he was with Pitt and James Conner, he had an unbelievable running game. When he was with North Carolina State with Jacoby Brissett and Jalen Samuels was down there. Jacoby Brissett was a dual-threat quarterback that was able to run for 1,000 yards and throw for a, a ton of yards as well. He is creative. However, at times like this, I lean on the people within the Behind the Steel Curtain staff that know way more about football than I do. And I know that Kevin Smith, or as he's known on 
the comment section of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, Cliff Harris is still a punk. And he writes our scouting reports for us. He does the pregame podcast with Brian Anthony Davis. He's a high school coach, played college football. He knows he's forgotten more about football than I know. We'll put it that way. And Jeffrey Benedict, another one who knows so much about the game, breaks down film. He does our film rooms. He's on our Wednesday night show, which is Know Your Enemy with Michael Beck. They both said that Roethlisberger struggled with the motions and pre-snap reads and RPOs that Canada wants to run predominantly. However, what you saw at the beginning of the season was the Steelers successfully running the ball with Canada's style, but Roethlisberger was struggling. So what did they do? They kind of went back and eased back into what Roethlisberger does well. This is where I'm concerned. This is where things get complicated. What's going to happen? Is Canada going to dumb it down, or is Roethlisberger not going to be able to adapt? I don't know. I don't know. And is Roethlisberger's attitude and approach going to hinder the offensive change for the Pittsburgh Steelers? And that's that's just an obvious question. Will his attitude hinder it? I don't know. I don't know because Roethlisberger, since the departure of Todd Haley, has had everything that he's wanted. When Haley was there, they butted heads, but he was successful. He put up good numbers. They didn't win a Super Bowl, but they put up good numbers. Feetner comes in, and it's basically Roethlisberger's show. So now you go to Canada, and he's not Todd Haley. He's not the guy that's going to chew you out on the sidelines, but he's a different type of of offensive coordinator. He's the type of guy that is going to want to look at what do we have and how can I make it work. So that, that, that goes beyond the quarterback, by the way, folks. That goes beyond the quarterback. He's going to look at the offensive line. What do we have? How do I make it work? The receivers, same thing. Running backs, same thing. And he's smart enough that he'll make it work, but can Roethlisberger do it? That's the question. And the final question that I have about Roethlisberger's return, and some of you might scoff at this because, honestly, his numbers were, were pretty decent, but can he be better than he was in 2020? Because if the Steelers are going to consider themselves legitimate Super Bowl contenders and they think having Roethlisberger back is going to be the answer to, hey, let's get one more go at this. Let's get one more season in the sun. Let's do this one more time. Then he has to be better than he was in 2020. And I know during the 11-0 stretch, he wasn't turning the ball over, but we all know how it finished. Turnovers, bad interceptions, horrible decision-making. That was the trend that we all remember because it's the last thing that was in our memory was watching Roethlisberger throw four interceptions against the Cleveland Browns in in the wild card round of the AFC playoffs. That's what's bad. So will he be able to be better? I don't know. But then you go to the Canada side of things. And I said this to multiple people that are Steeler fans. I didn't think that, and I still don't think, that the Steelers' offensive coordinator job is an attractive job. Not at all. And it's the same as if, let's say, Mike Tomlin were to get fired. And they say, Coach, thanks, but no thanks, you're done. So even if Tomlin gets fired, is that an attractive job? I don't think so. No no young quarterback. The nucleus is just, it's there on defense, but certainly not on offense. And, and the expectations are sky high. So Matt Canada, if he takes this job, if these, these reports are true, Matt Canada is going to get to take a job where, is he going to be able to pick his future quarterback? You know, with the NFL draft coming up, I think you have to wonder, is he going to be able to say, look, 
Roethlisberger's only going to be here for one more season. And if he's only going to be here for one more season, I need my guy. Maybe, and I don't think this is true, but maybe, maybe they think Mason Rudolph is that guy. I don't think it's true, but maybe they think Mason Rudolph is that guy. But if it's not Mason Rudolph, and it's not Joshua Dobbs, and Joshua Dobbs is a free agent, mind you, can sign wherever he wants this offseason. If it's not one of those two guys that was in the system in 2020, is Matt Canada going to say, look, in 2021, this NFL draft, if we can get if we can get our guy, if we can get a quarterback that we think can lead this team to Super Bowls after Roethlisberger, we need to get him now. We need to get him now, let him learn the system, and then in 2022, it's his job. It's the same thing that happened, obviously, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes, but in terms of the fact that he came in with Kansas City, he sat behind Alex Smith for a year, year two, sophomore year in the NFL. It's his job. It's his team. Go get it. I'm not saying the Steelers are going to make a move like that to go up and get a quarterback. They could. I don't think they will. But is Matt Canada going to get that freedom? Is he going to be able to say, can we finally get a first-round pick on offense that is a quarterback that could be the next guy? You know, enough of this, you know, they, they've drafted defense first forever, it seems like. Are, are we going to actually going to be able to get a first-round pick? I, I, I want my guy. I want my guy. Let's pick out my guy. Is he going to get that leniency, or are they looking at him as nothing but a stopgap coordinator who is going to bridge the gap from Roethlisberger to whomever they get next? I don't know, but this complicates things tremendously. We talked about it on the Steelers preview last Thursday night, myself, Dave Schofield, and Brian Davis, where there is a ripple effect with Randy Feetner being fired. Now, at the time, we didn't know about the Canada thing. We didn't know about the Ben Roethlisberger news. Because let's be honest, when Feetner got fired, we were still tossing around the thoughts of, oh, maybe Anthony Lynn or Jim Caldwell or a bunch of names of offensive, liked my Doug Peterson. All these offensive coordinators, offensive guys that are now available to be coordinators somewhere. They Everyone's saying, what about this guy? What about that guy? What about this guy? At that time, you're asking if if Ben is going to come back, does he want to learn a whole new system? So they bring Canada in. It was, my gosh, you could have predicted this a mile away. It was a it was as clear as mud that the Steelers were going to probably promote Matt Canada. The only caveat was, what if the Miami Dolphins take him? Yeah, before him, but where they hire him as an offensive coordinator. Clearly, that doesn't look like it's going to happen. But my gosh, these two moves: Ben Roethlisberger coming back reportedly, and Matt Canada becoming the offensive coordinator, reportedly. Boy, do they complicate things in terms of the Steelers' offseason plans. Ben Roethlisberger's ability to adapt, his $41 million cap hit, his can he be better, or is he going to be worse than he was last season? Matt Canada is super creative, but is he going to be able to be creative with Roethlisberger under center? And is he going to be able to really mold what the Steelers have into a winner and an offense that can move the football? And will he get his chance to pick a quarterback that he says this is going to be the guy? If you can get this guy, I can turn this offense into something super dynamic. We have the receivers. We just need a couple offensive linemen. Get me this quarterback and we'll be good to go. Does he have that opportunity? I don't know. But it certainly does muddy the waters for the Pittsburgh Steelers as they head into the offseason. Could things be peachy keen between Canada and Roethlisberger? Yeah, I'm sure it could. Do I expect them to be peachy keen? No. <laughs> no, because <laughs> because Roethlisberger's never been great with any coordinator outside of Feetner because he ran the show. 
He wasn't cool with Haley. He wasn't cool with Wizenhunt. He he was cool with Arians, although he shouldn't have been because Arians basically almost he basically got him killed every single time he dropped back to pass. So take it for what it's worth. This is going to be these are going to be two storylines we are going to be talking about a lot this offseason as news breaks. But you know when we come back after this break, I want to talk about the playoffs. What we've seen so far in the divisional round, how it relates to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and finish it up with two former killer bees and their performances in the postseason. Stay tuned. We will be right back after this break. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second segment of Let's Ride. I'm Jeff Hartman, your host of this Monday, Wednesday, Friday podcast. I thank you for taking some of your Monday with me. Um, Maybe you are on holiday break on Monday and you're catching it on Tuesday. Whatever the case is, thank you for making me a part of your work week. Uh, I really do appreciate it. Make sure that you follow me on Twitter at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. Find me, follow me. Um, I got to be honest, I'm not a follow back guy, but I will. I love communicating with people to listen to my show. I post all of my podcast links there every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday so that you don't miss a thing. And I have a nice little contingent that really we we love to talk about the Steelers. I love to post questions and all, all that all the time. You can be a part of the mailbag segment on Wednesday's show, so I'll be posting that on Tuesday to get some questions for that Wednesday show. But still, make sure you follow me there because I want you to be a part of the community, give you a voice a little bit. So, so far, I got to be honest, when I'm recording this podcast, the the night game on Saturday between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New Orleans Saints is tied up in the fourth quarter, heading into, well, could be going into overtime, don't know how this is going to play out. But the other three games that have happened in this divisional round weekend, uh, you look at the Packers and the Rams, which kick things off, uh, the Bills and the Ravens on Saturday night, and then obviously the Chiefs and Browns earlier on Sunday. The one thing I kept on noticing and some people on social media were saying, "Oh, Jeff, you can just see that you can just tell. Like it looks like the Steelers are just being out coached like crazy. Like meaning that their their code, the coaches we're seeing on the field, on in whichever game, they are far superior than what the Steelers have on their sideline. I mean, who am I to debate that? But at the same time, when I was watching these games, mainly the AFC games, mainly the AFC games, because NFC football, I still think it's a little bit different. I feel like NFC football, I don't know what, it's not like Big Ten versus MAC or, you know, Big 12 versus SEC or anything like that. It just looks and feels different for me. And especially the AFC North has a different style than other other divisions as well. So I'm watching the Ravens and the Bills play on Saturday night. And the first half, is just, oh my gosh, it was ugly. I mean, we're talking now. The it was windy. It was windy, so that's going to impact 
throwing the football. It's going to impact kicks. There were a lot of missed field goals. There were three in the first half, two by Justin Tucker. He's pulling a Josh Scobie out there. And uh, there were passes that were being thrown. But my gosh, I'm watching this thing, and I, I keep on thinking to myself, if the Steelers could have just put their gotten their offense just a, even a little bit in sync, I feel like they could have beaten any of those teams. I still feel like they could beat the Bills, and they've obviously been able to beat the Ravens even with Lamar Jackson. It was frustrating to watch. <clears throat> put it plain and simple, it was frustrating to watch. And yes, things open up in the second half. Lamar Jackson throws a really bad pick six. The Ravens end up with, I believe, five possessions I I'm not sure if that's the exact number I think it was five I read five possessions inside the Buffalo 30 and they come away with I believe three points I mean it was it was awful it was an awful game and if you're a Ravens fan today I'm not sure how you feel on Sunday after watching your team literally fall flat on their face but then you think about who are the Ravens throwing passes to like everyone wants to say well Lamar Jackson's just a running back who's he throwing passes to Des Bryant, Willie Sneed, Marquise Brown. His best receiver is Mark Andrews. It's it's Mark Andrews. That's it. He's a tight end. That's his best receiver. Or maybe a running back like J.K. Dobbins out of the backfield or Justice Hill. I you know, but the one thing, let's bring it back to the Steelers here. It's a Steelers show. I know that's what I want to talk about. I still, and, and this really is guts me, breaks my heart. I feel like this Steelers team. And you, you could try to convince me otherwise. This Steelers team was built to win in 2020. They were built to win in 2020. They knew what was going to be happening with Bud Dupree and the franchise tag. They knew what was going to be happening with some of these players and their inability to get back and to get this. This roster was never going to be the same. And that happens every year in the National Football League. I'm not trying to kid you here and say that, you know, there's teams that they bring everyone back. You lose players every season. But boy, is this roster going to look different in 2021 compared to 2020. And so when I'm thinking about watching, I'm watching these games, and I just keep on thinking, this team, if they just had it, man, they could just been playing the best football at the right time. And then Sunday comes around, and I'm watching the Cleveland Browns and the, and the Kansas City Chiefs. And yeah, there were a lot of factors here. There were a lot of factors. You know, Patrick Mahomes, he leaves with a concussion, and he doesn't come back. And now all of a sudden, it's it, you're you're looking at a backup quarterback. The Browns are hanging around, and I'm thinking, man, if the Steelers had this opportunity, I've been saying it all season. I've been saying it all season that the Pittsburgh Steelers could beat the Chiefs, that the Pittsburgh Steelers could go to Arrowhead with that defense and beat the Chiefs because I felt like they had the pressure to get to Mahomes, and it just didn't – they didn't even get – the stinking opportunity. They didn't get the sting. And you might sit there and say, okay, Jeff, you're just, you're crying over spilled milk at this point. And I get it. I understand that. I'm not disagreeing with you at all. But the one thing I can't get out of my head is how underachieving this football team was this year. 11 and 0 to lose five of your last six. This was reminiscent of when I believe it was 2009 when uh, I could be wrong on that date. might've been 2010 the 2009 season, I believe, is when Mike Tomlin said they're going to unleash hell, and they fell flat on their face. They folded like a cheap lawn chair. They didn't unleash anything. They didn't unleash a thing. Now he didn't have that bold declaration this year, but they, boy, did they fold like a cheap lawn chair. But it just like twisting the knife in your back when you know what they're capable of, and yet for some reason they just couldn't 
figure it out. But I still think this team, if they wouldn't have just crapped the bed against the Cleveland Browns, which is pun intended, I guess, <laughs> in the wild card round, and they could have done some damage. I really do believe that. But here we are, and we're going to be talking about the AFC Championship game next week and the NFC Championship game, and then we'll be talking about the Super Bowl in two weeks, and everyone's going to wonder what if. And I'm going to be one of those people wondering what if. What what could have happened with the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2020 if they wouldn't have just, man, just fell off, <laughs> they fell off the face of the earth. It was like a precipice. It reminds me of, you know, the old cartoons, the old Looney Tunes when Wiley Coyote would just, he'd be running and then boom, just fall straight. That's exactly what it was like for the Steelers. They're riding high 11 and 0 and just fall flat on their face. Okay, let's finish this up. I, I, I did watch some football. I talked about it on Friday, so I'm not sure if I'm going to watch some football. I, I caught more football than I usually do after the Steelers were eliminated. And I'm watching, and I'm like, okay, this is an interesting game. Some of them, I thought the the first half of the Buffalo-Baltimore game was absolutely buzz, boring. If you loved punts and missed field goals, you were in football heaven. But I'm watching Sunday. And there's two names that all Steeler fans know. And I'm just keeping an eye on these guys. And they're talking about Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. Everyone was saying on Twitter, oh, now the Steeler fans are going to have to watch Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown in their championship games and maybe face off in the Super Bowl. Now, we don't know the outcome. At least I don't when I record this podcast. The game is not over between the, the Buccaneers and the Saints in New Orleans. But I'll tell you this. These players, mainly Le'Veon Bell. So the the Chiefs are down their starting running back. And you're thinking, okay, this is the game that Le'Veon Bell shows up. I have not seen Le'Veon Bell look even remotely as dynamic as he was with Pittsburgh since he left. I don't if I'm a running back and I'm considering not playing, if I'm considering sitting out, if I'm considering demanding money that's I should be paid like a number two wide receiver, which is what Le'Veon Bell said well, during his contract disputes with the, the Steelers, I'm going to look long and hard at Le'Veon Bell and say, do I really want to do this? Is this the road that I really want to go down? Because he hasn't been the same since he held out and then he signs with New York. And I know New York was bad. But even with Kansas City, Kansas City is a good offense, and you're thinking, wow, as much as they throw the ball, Le'Veon Bell would be a he's going to be a great receiver for the Chiefs. The guy hasn't done jack squat for Kansas City. He literally has done nothing for Kansas City since he was cut loose and since he went to Kansas City as I guess a, a free agent, if you want to call it that. He has done nothing. I honestly don't understand what happened with Le'Veon Bell. Not at all. I don't understand any of it. Le'Veon Bell finished the divisional game two carries for six yards. He had a long run of four. And so you're thinking, okay, what about in the passing game? He was targeted two times, zero receptions, zero yards. We're talking about Le'Veon Bell here, folks. One At one time, when he was in the 2014-2015, the that Le'Veon Bell he was considered one of the most dynamic offensive playmakers in the National Football League. Two carries, six yards, two targets, zero receiving yards, zero receptions in a divisional round game. He is a shell of his former self. And I don't know 
what exactly happened with Le'Veon Bell. I honestly don't. He is a player that you're thinking to yourself, he should be good. He should be good anywhere. He's that dynamic. No, it doesn't look like that's the case. If anything, it looks like he's going to lose money. It looks like his career might be over. Let's call a spade a spade. Now you go to Antonio Brown. I mean, this guy, you want to talk about writing a book on what not to do. What not to do is, what you don't want to do is do what Antonio Brown did. Let your ego and your off-the-field situation hinder your on-field production. Antonio Brown has had some moments this season, late in the season, especially with Tampa Bay. And I honestly thought to myself, everyone's like, oh, he's going to be, he's going to tear it up in Tampa Bay. There's only one football to go around. So when you're talking about Leonard Fournette, when you're talking about Golson, when you're talking about Evans, and you have other weapons too, Tom Brady's going to distribute the ball to whomever is open. And he did have a couple big games. But as of me recording this podcast, Antonio Brown in the divisional round game against the Saints has one catch for 10 yards. One catch for 10 yards. When Antonio Brown was at his best for Pittsburgh, was he ever held to one catch for 10 yards? It is mind-boggling to me. And it should be eye-opening to any young NFL player out there. The floor can fall out from underneath you pretty darn quick in the National Football League. And the Bell and Brown are the perfect examples of just that. They are players that when they were in their prime were considered the best of the best at their position. Not just Pro Bowl, we're talking all pro talent. Antonio Brown's time in Pittsburgh could be put up with the best receiving numbers, receptions, yards, average, everything in NFL history. And look at him now. He talked his way out of out of Oakland with the Raiders. He talked his way. Well, he, he his off-field stuff got him out of the situation in New England. He was suspended. He comes back. And now what? Who's going to want an aging Antonio Brown? Who's going to want that? As I say that, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers kick a field goal to go up 23-20 with, uh, uh, check the time, not that you all care, it's, <laughs> it's obviously over by the time you listen to this, with about nine minutes left in regulation. But man, man, oh man, Bell and Brown, it's a, it's a recipe for what not to do in the National Football League. So if you're a young player out there, take notes on what not to do. If you're a budding superstar in the collegiate or NFL game, trust me. Trust me. You'll thank me later. All right, folks, that does it for this Monday episode. Thanks for taking some time with me. I appreciate it. I appreciate you for listening. Make sure you check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for all your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. should be your one-stop shop for all things Steelers. Obviously, wherever you get your podcasts. Google Play, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, Spotify, Pandora, whatever you, wherever it is. Search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. Subscribe, follow, whatever you had to do so that you don't miss a thing. I'm Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. As we always finish it out here, be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great day, everyone. Go Steelers. Here we go. Burn it all till the morning light. My switch is never turned off. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.